Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Cathartic Yelling Podcast, recently awarded the title of my mother's ninth favorite podcast. I'm Thomas DiNapoli. Joining me, as always, Corey Skloff. Corey, what's up? How you doing, Tom? Doing well, thank you. All right, well, that's good. Uh, we just want to take a moment to thank our sponsors for today's episode, Mustaches, the landing strip of the face, as well as Landing Strips, the mohawk of the genitals. Great stuff, so thank you for your support, and let's just get right into it, Corey, and let's start with everyone's favorite segment, Dumb Shit Cody Says Anonymously. So for those of you who don't know, Cody is, uh, do we call him a coach? Are you going to call him a coach? He's an assistant junior varsity softball coach, anonymously. Okay, so he was talking about the alligator tactic where you kind of put your hand over your glove when fielding ground balls because he was talking defense because you know everyone who says they're good at defense really can't hit and we know Cody can't hit a fungo bat so I made a typo and I said something I said I heard that when I was eight and I would use my nine glove hands to do it when I meant to say non-glove hands and then he goes, you have nine gloves on your hands, and you said one for every finger. And then he goes, well, the thumb isn't a finger. So not only did he call the thumb not a finger, he pretty much said I only had only one thumb wasn't a finger because ten fingers. But the thumb isn't a finger, but he still recognized I had nine. So kind of hard to follow, but basically he made a couple stupid errors. He made a joke based off of a typo, which is lowbrow comedy in and of itself. I don't understand. One for every finger when he when he said nine gloves or nine fingers, whatever he was intending. I just... clear Like, there are very few scenarios in which a, a person would have only nine fingers. So when I said one for every finger, I, I kind of meant as a joke either that you had lost a finger or that you were born with 11 fingers, and then if you subtract the two thumbs, brings you down to nine. And he just, he got lost somewhere along the way, and just like, all right, I'm running with this mistake. All right, so to make a baseball or a softball analogy, swing and a miss, Cody. All right, so let's get into it. We got a pretty loaded show for you today. We're going to try to get a lot of stuff in in a small amount of time. So, Corey, what do we want to start with today? So, I guess, you know, everyone goes through life knowing that they have strengths and weaknesses, and we just want to, I guess, dive right in and talk about those strengths. But We're trying to avoid conventional strengths, uh, so really just weird stuff that, like, can help you in day-to-day life that might be undervalued as a skill. Cool. So I will start because I believe there are a couple things I'm really good at. One of them is complaining, if you guys haven't noticed from this podcast. I was at a work event the other day, and I meant to say something was awesome, and I messed up and said something was awful. And everyone got a great laugh out of it, and I said, wow, I'm so good at complaining, I even complain when I'm trying to compliment. And the reason why it's so good is because... I complain so much when I train people at work and then they see it's not as bad as I'm complaining, it makes them enjoy it more. Also, and then when I and then when I smile, everyone's like, Oh, you have such a nice smile. Now my mom put a lot of money into my teeth, 
braces, retainer, all that. But when I'm not moping around and I do smile, people notice it. Do I have a great smile? I don't know. But because I kind of complain about everything and downplay so much, I think it might give me a notch up in the smile department. So a couple good things going there. And it all starts with being very good at complaining. Mostly about nothing. They're mostly empty complaints, but I always say them. When you go to bars, do old men come up to you and ask you to smile more? Only twice. Okay. That's not so bad. You still have it easier than a lot of people out there do. Uh, yeah, that's... I, I guess if you want to justify that as a, a positive, I'm not going to argue with you there. Uh, yeah. So my my strength... I'm sorry, Tom. I'm, I'm going to put myself a little bit above you here. I just think that my strength is just more valuable than yours, um, as I feel probably most strengths would be in comparison to that. Um, but my strength is one that... I think affects so many humans on a day-to-day basis, and uh, that strength is that I am perfectly able to choose the proper size Tupperware for any amount of leftover food that you may have after cooking a meal. That's big. I wish you would have came over today and helped me prepare my lunch because, oof, I picked one that was too small. Yeah, I mean, I look, we all fall to that error every once in a while, but... You know, worst case scenario, then you just have a second chance at picking a smaller Tupperware to get the last little bits and and fit it perfectly. So it's really, you you just, everyone wants a second chance in life. It's better to underestimate than to overestimate. Maybe not. I don't know how I feel about that, actually. As soon as I said it, I kind of disagreed with myself. Um, But you don't have that problem because you always pick perfectly. I am usually very, very accurate. Like, there have been times where it's like I couldn't, if I'm making pasta, I couldn't fit another single piece of pasta in the container without overflowing. Like, it's, it's, it comes in handy. My, my refrigerator is always perfectly stacked and stocked because it's, everything has a place and everything's in its place as perfectly as can be. And it's just, it's wonderful. It's a great skill to have that, you know, I, I pity those who don't have that ability. Yeah, it's it's kind of a rough life out here. So, all right, Corey, that's good stuff. Another thing I'm really good at. So this is probably a little, I don't want to say weird in of itself, but I'm a bar soap guy, not a body wash guy. And when I'm, thank you. And when I'm using the bar of soap, you know, when you get down to that part and, you know, if you ever press too hard, the bar of soap kind of just comes apart into four or five pieces. That never happens to me because I know when the bar gets too thin, I know the exact pressure to put. I know when to get rid of it and get a new one before it goes into pieces. I am excellent at not having my bar of soap break up in the shower. Okay. So where that bothers me is you just throw out soap what do you mean like you have a bar of soap and you're like oh it's about to be broken i'm gonna throw it out what else am i gonna do i don't want to use like all these little pieces and they just start breaking up in your hand and then it's useless i'm so distraught by this like i mean (laughs) if if i don't have another one then yeah i'm gonna use it until it's basically a liquid but i i get rid of it just as it's about to crumble in my hand I would probably throw up if anyone ever forced me to throw soap away. I, oh, I, I will use soap, like I will take the last little piece, the size of a dime, and rub it into my skin while showering, just because I, I, I want to use it all. That's what it's there for. It's it disintegrates. Why am I gonna throw it out? 
sounds like a lot of work you're not wrong well yeah and what what i'll also do is if it if there is like you know someone's using my bar of soap because i keep it in one of those containers so it's not just always exposed to you know the steam coming out of the shower if someone else is using it i'll leave it there and if i'm like you know if i'm trying to get in like a tiny area like behind my ears i'll you know it'll be in there and i'll take the little piece someone used and i'll use it there but you know conventionally when it comes to that point right where it's about to break i know when it's time to get rid of it that again it hurts me to the core i don't think i can respect that decision um we'll just we'll have to disagree on this one okay this podcast is tearing us apart yeah we used to be so close i know should we get into the weaknesses yeah, yeah. All right, you go first. Yeah, I'm all out of positive things. I <laughs> I have that one. I have the one strength, and I'm so good at it. I don't need to be good at anything else. Uh, so I have two weaknesses though, because I'm more bad than I am good. Uh, my first one, which has you know, I'm fortunate to be growing up in the digital age because I am really, really bad at opening envelopes. Ooh. And. Yeah, like it's it's crazy. I it like when I'm at my parents' house, I have a specific letter opener set aside for me because I just I can't get my finger in there. I end up tearing it like down the middle instead of across the top or even down the side, which are the I guess the two proposed ways of doing it. Like I'll just like rip it in a circle around the center of the envelope and then eventually like just split the two pieces apart until I can get to the, the information inside. It's just like, I'll, I'd be the one to get like ridiculous paper cuts trying to open an envelope. And it's, I'm glad I don't have that issue very frequently, but like when it does happen, I'm terrified that I'm going to like rip the letter in pieces because I'm just so bad at it. Yeah, wow, and like you said, thank God you're in the age you are now, because what are you really getting in the mail? And especially now that you're out of college, even job offers, everything's electronic, so I'm glad you don't have to deal with that as much as maybe you would have 20, 30 years ago. Yeah, it is a lot easier to just click a, a, a button on my computer to open a digital email. Much nicer. Awesome. So my weakness is basically I don't know how to walk. So I walk in New York City and even during my own house, anytime there's a flat surface and there's a slight raise in that surface, I will trip 10 out of 10 times. So even something, you know, when you're on a sidewalk and then it kind of dips down and then you're in the street and then it kind of dips back up and then you're back on the sidewalk, you know, yeah, I trip over that every single time. What I want to do is blindfold you and then like walk you around my neighborhood because I'm I'm familiar with all the, the bumps and grooves in the sidewalk around my house. And it is like there are some really, really bad ones. So I just want to blindfold you and let you try to navigate that because I'm sure I'll have some Band-Aids on hand and some Neosporin. <laughs> but I just I think that would just be so amusing to just watch you because it's like every minimal divot is if it's amplified by your inability to use your feet properly i think the the significant cracks and bruises of my sidewalk would really just make for an amusing time 
I don't even think you need to blindfold me to be completely honest. And <laughs> it's not always a, a trip and fall on my face. Sometimes I get to that point, but sometimes where not that it's a, an injury type thing, but you're going up and then your leg kind of just completely straightens out when it was supposed to bend and you're not hyperextending it, but you're kind of getting there. I do that a lot too. So yeah, uh, one of my big weaknesses is I really at 22 years old don't know how to walk. We should work on that. We'll, we'll yeah. take you to walking lessons. <laughs> Thanks. What's your other weakness? <laughs> so my other weakness, and up until very recently, it had not really affected me. I had been able to avoid this debacle, but I am awful at telling the difference between a cucumber and a zucchini. And I, they look identical to me, and I know the difference in my heart. But every time I'm faced with choosing which one I need to be working with when I'm making food, I just, I have a brain fart and I panic and I can't figure out the difference. So recently I was at, I was cooking dinner for my family and they were out and I was prepping dinner for when they'd come home. And I, they said, yeah, we just bought some zucchini. I said, that's great. I went into the refrigerator. I pulled out the zucchini and I got, I washed it and I got two knife slices in and I looked at this I was like wait is this the inside of a zucchini or the inside of a cucumber and then I realized that I can't tell the difference by the inside and then I looked over on the countertop and I realized that the zucchini was on the counter and I pulled the cucumber from the fridge to cut up zucchini so just it's not I, I avoid cucumbers in general because I'm afraid that I'll get them confused but it's just it's not pleasant to make that mistake and then you're like you feel stupid you're like shit I don't know the difference between these two things yeah I I guess the only silver lining is you don't do that at the grocery store at least it was in your house and you're not straight up buying the wrong things the similar thing I have with that is one time my mom told me to buy green squash no idea that was zucchini and they were the same thing but that's just yeah that's ah, just another mix-up. All right, Corey, you did something today that was very interesting, and it had something to do with malaria, and me and you are going to get malaria for the podcast, no? You were right in about 6% of that. Okay. Um, <laughs> so today I did a, a study at a, a local college to do some research. They were doing research on me. It's interesting. I'm going back for a different study on Monday because why not make some money being a guinea pig? Um so in that regard, my I was brought to my attention that there is a study done or being done with a local, uh, with the United States Army, I believe, and uh, we reached out to get more information about this, and the, the results or what they sent back to describe the study just blew my mind. Um, so Tom, let me ask you, how much money would you need to get paid for someone to give you malaria, knowing that they would then immediately cure you of malaria, but you have to suffer with the the symptoms for a little while. Um, but I would be cured. You would be cured. Okay. Is malaria one of those things that stays in your system like forever? I don't believe so. I mean, I'm very, I don't know. I would not, it would not really require a lot of money. Um, the only thing yeah, I guess is for me, sick time would be a thing, but I don't know, a few thousand, definitely under 10. Yeah. So I, I was posed that same question 
And I just kind of off the cuff, I was like, well, I'm not really going to have malaria. They're just going to give it to me and then take it back. Um, thank God for the return policy of malaria. <laughs> <laughs> but it was posed to me. And I just instinctively, I was like, eh, probably like $2,000 would cut yeah. it for me. Like, I, I yeah. think that's a good amount. Like, I don't have to suffer through it. I'm not going to be permanently diseased or anything. I then found out that this study would be paying just slightly over $2,000, so now I'm being pressured to get malaria. But it's it's just super interesting. I, I asked my family the same question. My mom said a million dollars, so sorry, mom, you're not going to enjoy this study because it's not going to pay you enough. But just it's, it's wild that they're going to give people malaria. Like, I guess if we're talking strengths and weaknesses, my weakness is that I, I would accept $2,000 to get malaria. <laughs> um, See, I think that's one of your strengths, Corey. <laughs> Thank you. It's, you know what? From from money, it's a miracle I haven't taken to street corners yet. Cause man, I would I would do so much just to get a couple bucks. It's it's a wild study. Like they lock you in a hotel room for eight days, and they they pay for it all, and then they they give you a bunch of mosquitoes to. You're basically just there to test if the mosquitoes that they're using to cure. Or they're they're doing a malaria vaccination, so they need to make sure that the mosquitoes that they have have malaria, so that they can prove that the vaccination will prevent malaria. So you're you're being a test subject for the mosquito test subjects, which is ridiculous. And like I'd be sitting there fearful that if they're gonna like just release a bunch of mosquitoes into the room that I'm in, I'm. It's going to take a lot for me to hold myself back from just swatting at mosquitoes and ruining and murdering their test subjects. Yeah, that's that's kind of where for about 2000 for me, it would go up to maybe like 3500 because I do not like mosquitoes. I got a pretty swampy backyard. I'm not a fan of mosquitoes. That sounds so inappropriate. <laughs> what can I tell you? All right, Corey, so we went over strengths. We went over weaknesses and obviously the malaria study, which is very interesting. But to kind of circle back, what is your weakness? And by that, I mean, if someone ever had to get information out of you and they needed to give you something to get that, what would they need to give you in service for whether it's information or service of your service, so to say? Uh, it's got to be cash. Um, I think it's going to sound boring, but just in exchange for money, I can then take that money in turn and do anything I want with it. If it comes in like a nice shiny briefcase, it's, you know, the IRS doesn't have to know about it and I don't have to declare it on my tax forms. So just, it's, it's cash that I just get to spend and use and have a good time with. Like, I don't know if there's anything material, like I'm not the kind of person, like I I need this one of a kind thing. So you have to exchange, uh, that item for this information i just give me something that i can feel comfortable putting in my bank account and living off of what about you tom if it was going to have to be an object if it wasn't going to be cash because that's a good answer if it had to be an object for me the answer is pretty easy soft serve pistachio ice cream give me some of that i'll tell you anything you need to know that angers me tremendously because i what nuts why is an ice cream nut flavored (laughs) All right, guys, unfortunately, we can't get into that. That's all the time we have today. Join us for another episode of Cathartic Yelling next week.